there, everyone. Thanks for listening to Too Many Chickens. I'm Eric P. Kraft. Spring is a magical time of year. The flowers begin to bloom, eggs start filling the nesting buckets, and then I start wondering just what on earth is going on with the chickens' butts. My first thought is always Ventgleet. Once you know about Ventgleet, why would you stop thinking about it? I mean, aside from the fact that it's gross, and usually means you have to either bathe a chicken or cut away dung-encrusted feathers. But otherwise, it's great, right? Not really. It's bad business for butts. So in spring, when the poopy chicken butts also bloom, my mind turns to Ventgleet and its prevention and or cure. However, the cruelest trick the devil ever played was giving other issues the same symptoms as Ventgleet. Or at least maybe the grossest trick he ever played. What I learned last year was that nasty doo-doo butt can also be caused by mites. So if you, like me, give your chickens nutritional support to ward off the gleet and seem to have one chicken after another somehow developing gleet-like symptoms, it may not be gleet at all. It could be mites. This was the biggest discovery for me last summer. I thought the flock was falling to the gleet one by one, but finally realized something else had to be up. And what was up was mites. And what they were up in was the chicken's hinders. I figured this out because some of the chickens got nasty butt action, but others got bald butts. So I looked up bald butts, and that's how I found that mites can also cause diarrhea, as well as bald butts. I suppose at least it cuts down on the nasty feathers. This year, since I noticed symptoms of Gleet in Steve and John, I not only treated them for Gleet, but I treated everyone for mites, too. I'm not going down that road again. Egg production was way down for a while last summer because mites can really drain a chicken's energy levels. Parasites are like that. Henny Penny still hasn't grown her butt feathers back either. They sprout, then disappear. So I'm not sure if I even fully vanquished the mites, or just beat them back enough to get everyone laying again, and all but Henny Penny back to fully feathered. But since I saw possible gleet, in I went with the diatomaceous earth to start fluffing butts as a preemptive strike. I haven't yet gone in with the poultry powder, which is part diatomaceous earth, part poison, mainly because it's part poison. As it is, I don't want to put bedding with diatomaceous earth in the compost, because that alone will kill the good bugs who help break it down. I don't want to be poisoning anything and everything that comes along. More than just bugs get into the compost, so I'm holding off on the nuclear option for now. You're supposed to apply the DE once, then again 10 days later to break the life cycle of the mites. I've gotten into a weekly ritual just to be on the safe side. I'm no math whiz, but I feel like this frequency must cover all my bases statistically, even if I start in the middle of a life cycle. I don't know. But Sunday nights, butts get fluffed.
If I make a routine like that, it's much easier to remember to do it. If I have to do it on 10-day cycles, then I need to get calendars involved, and it's just too much work. Since I get Sunday-nitis, or dread of the coming work week, it's easy for me to add things in my Sunday night rituals to try to offset it. Oddly, putting weird gray powder on chicken butts does seem to alleviate my symptoms somewhat. Not sure what that says about me, but here I am saying it. 